Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer for the 16th of August. Today our reader is Ian Armstrong, and our hymn today is sung by Patricia Hunter, accompanied by George Knight. Today's New Testament reading is taken from Matthew chapter 15, starting at verses 21 to 28. That's Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out from the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat for of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Amen. Barriers and obstacles present themselves in many shapes or forms, everything from physical to political, social, cultural and personal. They can halt our plans, interrupt schedules and at worst undermine lives. Overcoming or manoeuvring around barriers though can be positive. Over the last couple of years, I've had the great privilege to help as chaplain and an extra adult at a school trip to an outward bound centre in the Cairngorms. Sadly, not this year under the current pandemic, 
which has left some pupils disheartened, obviously. Aside from the experience of being away from home with many friends, the participation, normally in the outdoor activities, often challenges their skills and abilities and helps break down barriers, overcome fears and achieve new levels of capability. Whether it be abseiling down a tree, raft building on a pond, rock climbing or kayaking, overcoming barriers helps us grow at any age. However, overcoming some barriers takes much more resilience when they threaten life or our health. Where would you go if armed men had gathered on the outskirts of your city? Where would you go if your homes were bombed and food and water supplies could no longer get to your village? Who would you go to if your town was ravaged by a blast from a chemical storage plant? Where people are faced with real-life dilemmas and situations, it takes a special kind of resolve or resilience to work through and overcome. We see the effects etched on people's faces, in the still continuing flow of migrants, in the pleas and help and disaster emergencies appeals. Places like Syria, Somalia, Afghanistan, Lebanon all spring to mind, and how many more other places in the world do these things happen? Social and cultural barriers can also be equally debilitating and hard to overcome. Through the Black Lives Matter movement, we see how hard it is for some to have their life taken on an equal footing with others. We live in a world where these kind of barriers shouldn't need to be overcome because they shouldn't exist. In the passage today, we have heard that difficult-to-hear story of the Canaanite woman whose daughter was seriously ill and then her conversation with Jesus. A story of how hard it is to tackle the broken barriers and borders in human interaction at every level. Jesus has been moving away to this new area of Tyre and Sidon. The Canaanite woman is an annoyance. She is a foreigner from an enemy race, and the disciples try to dismiss her as an annoyance. But still, she persists. Where else can she go to? She is compelled by her daughter's illness to cross all cultural boundaries and to seek help. This woman is an example of the fact that life is often interrupted by people and situations that make inconvenient demands on our time and get in the way of our plans. How often do we try and duck difficult situations? How often do we try to shift or dodge responsibility? How often do we wait for an issue to go away? One of the points Jesus makes with this story, that if we avoid the unpleasant and difficult interruptions, we can miss something really important that God has for us to learn. Difficult barriers can show often the broken places that need healing that need our attention, and we have the ability to reach out through, across, and build patterns of hope.
This woman's deep desire to help her daughter draws that challenging and confronting response from Jesus, not only inferring she is less of a human, in fact he says a dog, but his ministry is exclusive to the Israelites, he says. These jarring words challenge our assumption of Jesus' ministry. Was he just testing her, and then somehow her faith and persistence won the day? Or was Jesus' own sense of kingdom challenged, stretched and enhanced by this encounter with this fierce and faithful woman? Dare we even suggest that Jesus learns, changes and grows from his experience? And if that's not too much of a theological conundrum for us, then how easy should it be for us to learn and grow? These last months have confronted us all with barriers and challenges. This past week, school teachers, staff and pupils have all returned, having faced almost insurmountable barriers to their work and to their environment. Classrooms have been changed, timetables altered and staggered, movement around school campuses monitored, hand-washing routines instilled and so much more. That hard and at times stressful process has happened only through determination, perseverance and not a little deep desire to see young people grow, overcome obstacles, learn and develop. Maya Angelou has said that love recognises no barriers. It jumps hurdles, it leaps fences, penetrates walls to arrive at its destination full of hope. In our deeply polarised society, people of different political views, economic conditions, ethnic backgrounds or religious convictions are so often demonised or dismissed. In a world like ours, it is far too easy to decide who to exclude from the circle of God's love, yet no one can limit the grace of God. One thing the church must offer to society and to the world is a visible demonstration of how people of different viewpoints, political parties and backgrounds not only tolerate one another, but love and appreciate each other enough to create a world where barriers can be challenged and broken. None more so than when we all face the same global health challenge. The challenge of the Canaanite woman helped even Jesus grow. Disciples of Jesus grow when they too brush up against those whose life, needs, dreams and struggles are different from their own. Recognising that reconciliation, peace and healing lie at the heart of faith, whether it be at the far-flung corners of the world or even right next door. The people of the church must be wide open to the world, overcoming barriers and learning from one another. Amen. A prayer of gratitude and concern. Let us pray. 
loving God, as we pray today, we bring to mind a world in need of healing, where borders are drawn to keep some people in and some people out, where some have less opportunity than others, or less food than others, or less time than others. Some of us are suffering, and only some of us care. Grant us compassionate hearts, and work wonders beyond our imagination. In your perfect timing, Lord, restore humanity to what you have called us to be. We pray today for your church worldwide, for your people worshipping week by week. May our life reflect your love into the communities in which we live and out into the world. We pray for divisions across the worldwide church where theology or doctrine challenges and divisions. Where faith should unite, may your spirit bring us ever closer together. We pray for your world, broken and needing to hear the whisper of your wisdom. Raise up, we pray, people of integrity who will call out in the midst of our lives, punctuating the air with calls to reflect and readjust and bring your wisdom for our hurting world. In you, God, are great treasures of wisdom and truth. You impart great learning and skill to your people. We pray that we might use these to your glory. Through your loving goodness, we might bring hope into our tired world, break down barriers and build paths of hope. We thank you, God, that we are in your hands, somehow enveloping us to bring out the best in us, folding and moulding the lives that we might become. We thank you for your persistence and your encouragement of us. Through your church, may your love be known in the world and made available through willing hands and open hearts to give hope, healing and forgiveness. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for joining with me today for this time of worship. And now, may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love this day and every day. Amen. A couple of questions come out of this passage for us today. Do you think that Jesus changed his mind after the Canaanite woman spoke to him? Or was he just testing her? How do you think the Canaanite woman felt as she approached Jesus and spoke with him and then afterwards? And have you ever changed your own mind on matters of faith?
those questions again. Do you think Jesus changed his mind after the Canaanite woman spoke to him? Or was he just testing her? How do you think the Canaanite woman felt as she was approaching and speaking to Jesus and afterwards? And have you ever changed your own mind on matters of faith?